Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuchinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Wow, wow, wow. It's week 40. Can you believe it? Week 40 of this year, 2023. Pam's going to let us know all about the week starting Monday, the 2nd of October. And then I will be back with our meditation. As always, thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you enjoy these incredible forecasts as much as I do. And please drop us a line sometime and say hi. Let us know that um, there are actually live human beings out there (laughs) that listen to us. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, Pam, what's in store? So October... Second, Monday, the times I give are Eastern time. So depending on where you are, you want to adjust that. The moon is in the sign of Taurus. And as I was speaking at the end of last week, I was talking about how this is just a really wonderful time for unfolding and manifesting. Yes, we're in the waning moon cycle, but for those of us who did realize, come to terms with, understand what was important to self-express as we tapped into that sense of this is what I desire, this is what I want to achieve, this is a really good day for really moving into that. It requires that we pull up our personal power, our sense of, I can make this happen, I deserve to make this happen, and I am willing to do what it takes to make this happen. In the morning, there's a picture in the sky between Mercury and Neptune, which suggests that we may have to encounter some sort of confusion in the morning, or We can feel a deep sense of this is where I'm going. This is where I must go. So for those of us who meditate or tap into um, spiritual knowing, a sense of sureness about this, we can, uh, things can tip a little. Maybe what we thought we were doing or how we were moving through it looks a little differently than we had thought. But the important thing is to recognize that we want to be crystal clear, sure of how we continue to move with the highest expression of love. And if somehow that isn't really happening, then this may be a day that we come to terms with that or get some greater awareness of this. 
And this can come in, especially once we get into noon and the later part of the day. So a sense of how do I want to move through and bring in what it is that I am working on achieving, manifesting, uh, really feeling that sense of this is why I'm here and this is how I'm going to obtain it. Again, it's not necessarily an intellectual revelation. It's more a sense of knowing that this can roll out as intended as I allow it and as I tap into a sense that this is my truth and therefore this is going to happen. Those of us who have a, uh, were born with Moon-Venus challenges, sometimes, especially when the Moon and Venus return to that kind of picture, either in opposition or a square, there's a sense of, uh, you know, I... No one's meeting me where I need to meet. Uh, something has to be given up. There's a, a, a sacrifice or I can't get what I want here. It's like the old stone song. <laughs> you can get what you need, but not what you want. Um, but that will pass, uh, especially once we get into early evening. So what's important if you're feeling that is to recognize it, and, and observe where it comes from. Is this real? Is this something that's an actual thing that is an impasse? Or is this bringing up an old memory? And if it's an old memory or pattern, what can I do to change it? Or work it in a different way that gives me greatest satisfaction about the outcome? Our high opportunity periods for this day happen uh, a little after four o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time and move through pretty much the end of the day. And what I mean by a high opportunity time is that when the moon's in Taurus and it's well aspected and it's just sort of cooking along, then we can get into, tap into really good conversations about, well, how would this work? How do I make that happen? Um, what do you think about this? So keep open to opportunities that can come in, but also if you're reaching out, this is a really good time to do it. Uh, waning moon cycle, so whether it's an initiation period kind of depends on what else is going on with you. Is this conversation you've already had? Um, nothing wrong with starting something new in a waning moon cycle when things are well aspected. But Jupiter is retrograde. So when it's things about making something happen with uh, financial backing or getting the um, the price you want for something, that isn't always a yes, yes, yes during this period in time. However, uh, a lot depends on what's already transpired, what's already been invested, and you know that. So it's good to measure 
how it all can pan out, especially at this point in time, because conversations that we have with people who hold the purse strings, purse strings or might be investors or people who are considering, these are conversations worth having, regardless on whether anything really um, starts at this point in time. But the retrograde period is good for kind of digging, digging deeper to see, well, what would this look like? Or what's that picture looking like? And so sometimes when we're really attached to certain ways we think something can go, during the retrograde period, it's very useful to explore, well, what if it went that way? Or perhaps this way. So the moon uh, goes void, of course, at 9.20 p.m. on this day, October 2nd. And then, as I said, moon and Taurus really good for getting a good night's sleep, recharging. And it enters Gemini at 1.03 a.m. on the next day, Tuesday. Once this happens, we are in very nice energy for making those uh, connections, communications, uh, zipping through ideas, um, things that feel playful, the things that have to do with neighborhoods, siblings, how, oh, there's a better way to get from here to there. Um, however, finding an app that helps you move through town faster, all those things that just kind of open up ideas or information or ways of uh, making things go quicker or easier. It's very, very nice for that. So Tuesday's great for that. Wednesday's great for that. High sense of play, curiosity. If you like to be with children, excellent time to be with children or any sense of play. Do things that uh, ignite your curiosity and delight in a sense of what's new. Wednesday, very similar energy to Tuesday, the third moon is still in the sign of Gemini. Uh, one thing to keep in mind as we get into the evening, especially late evening, uh, things can get kind of muddied up. And this isn't necessarily bad, but uh, what I would foresee and protect myself against is late night um, trolling or exploring on the internet because it's like you go down all the rabbit holes and different avenues and you kind of wonder where you were or why you were even there. Um, I, a much better evening for just nice conversations and, and just feeling that sweet connectivity. Thursday the 5th, the moon goes void, of course, at 2.34 a.m. And it enters Cancer at 8.32 a.m. Once it enters the sign of Cancer, um, and this can be a challenging morning to kind of get dressed and get out of the house. 
<laughs> especially for people who are more nesters or really like to be at home because there's that sense of, oh, do I really have to go out? Do I really have to move? Um, people who work at home, I would suggest uh, getting into work clothes instead of just being in your pajamas all day if if it's important for you to have a sense of professional um, uh, persona when you're when you're doing your work because there's this this kind of longing to be cozy that can happen and the sense of not wanting to be pushed too hard uh, this can kind of burn off as we get more towards late morning and that, okay, I'm pulling up my sense of responsibility and what I have to do and what I have to make happen and where I want to go. And so it, it certainly can be a productive day. I think one of the things to keep in mind about this day spilling into uh, tomorrow, Friday the 6th, is if you have to have any discussions that are about someone who has more authority or power over you or you are in a position of power and authority over someone else, these couple of days can feel a little awkward. Um, it can it can give us the sense of this person isn't really hearing me or I'm not really in my comfort zone. Some people have an absolute, total sense of comfort with being the person in power or authority. And that's totally fine for them if that's their way of being. However, for those people, if you're one of them, uh, you might face a sense of not really feeling as contro in control as you're used to for reasons that, again, <laughs> you have no control over. Uh, case in point is, uh, oh, in today's world, it's someone who, okay, you've booked your planes, you're moving, you're making the connections, you've got to have a meeting. Uh, Friday uh, in the afternoon and suddenly it's not happening. The plane isn't going. You're finding yourself unable to get to where you need to go. So the lesson in this is there is only so much we can control. And the piece that's important is to have a sense of, well, how do I do what's important in this situation, even though I can't do it exactly as I had wanted, intended, or is in my comfort zone? So the thing about when the moon is indicating that we may have some power struggles in the course of a couple of days, if we don't usually feel that there's any power struggles we need to have because we're in control of everything, then that's when life trips us up and we're not in control of everything. 
if, on the other hand, we're someone who's feeling like, you know, my boss isn't listening to me, my spouse isn't listening to me, my children aren't uh, complying, there's only so much I can do as an advocate for someone who I have um, awareness of their health care needs, then we need to sidestep the feeling of being out of control and analyze, well, how do I get heard? And that is sometimes a really complex problem to solve. And yet, with this particular energy, when the moon is in the sign of cancer, I think that the thing that's most important is to recognize how we may be feeling helpless. It's kind of like the baby, and not that we're babies, but when a baby is trying to communicate a need and the baby doesn't have the verbiage to get that point across, it's tremendously um, frustrating. And the baby feels totally disempowered. And so that's how, that's how we're reactive we can feel during this time. And what's important to recognize is that, okay, um, I cannot communicate in my comfort zone. So how do I communicate outside my comfort zone. And for some of us, it's valuable to just jot down some things that are that we want to express or that need to be said. For others, it might be a taking a few minutes where we sit and we breathe. Um, I am absolutely no stranger as someone who travels a bit of um, stopping in a transit situation where I'm not 100% comfortable and doing some stretching, um, just allowing myself a sense of I am going to feel in my body here and stretch because I am stuck and I don't know when this situation is going to change. To breathe, to look at people around me, to get a sense of other people in space and what they may be experiencing. And that sense of putting myself outside the ego sensation of this is happening to me oftentimes is quite liberating and it takes practice like so many things that force us to come to terms when we're out of our comfort zone so it's not that these days are necessarily going to be a bummer at all uh, always when the moon is in cancer, I think what's important is to remind yourself that you need a little stroking, self-hug, ask someone else for a hug, 
um, some food you find comforting. If food is not comforting to you, then back to breath or colors you can wear, favorite bracelet you can look at that grounds you, things that bring you into the moment so that in the same way that the baby can be comforted by getting the attention that soothes. You have something that can soothe you and ground you and help you have a sense that you do have the power to respond in a different way. Saturday the 7th, the moon goes void, of course, at 3.12 p.m. And the probably, as you mentioned this, the most uncomfortable point of these, uh, this period of time for some of us may well be uh, early afternoon of Saturday the 7th because uh, some people's tempers are very short at this point in time. So it's a transit, it passes, and once we get to mid-afternoon, and especially when we're in late afternoon, ah, that bump should have totally passed. So the moon goes void, of course, at 3.12 p.m., ah, moving through it, and it enters uh, Leo, at 7.24 p.m. So those few hours when the moon is void in the sign of cancer, refresh. Do things that allow you that sense of, ah, whether it's gazing at a body of water, an aquarium, um, putting yourself in, in nature, an arboretum, staring at a beautiful picture, anything that can just give you a sense of, ah. <laughs> when the moon goes into Leo at 7.24 p.m., now it's time to party. And that Leo moon really, really, really kicks off a um, Saturday evening into... Sunday that looks very nice for having fun, playing, feeling the inner child. Uh, one thing to keep in mind, especially as we get into Sunday the 8th, is that for some of us, we may have a very strong need to say truth to power. And What's important to recognize is sometimes that just needs to be said internally. I can't stress enough for anyone who's feeling a sense of anger, frustration, find a way to move that in a healthy way, especially on Sundays. You may be feeling it Saturday night as well. But what you want to do is you want to move your body in ways where you are releasing whatever may feel too pent up so that when it comes time for you to express that truth, you're totally in alignment with it 
the car is not driving itself. You want to have control of the wheel and know where you're going at a safe velocity. And now I turn it over to Susie. Okay. Thank you so much, Pam. That sounds like another week where I need to be paying attention, as always. So let's get into our meditation. And as we start to just sink into ourselves, sink into our awareness and into a nice peaceful state, just feel yourself quietening down. And feel yourself really connecting to your power. And just notice when I say that word, where do you go to? Where do you feel that there is a power center in your physical body? And just notice where you go. Do you go to your head because you're you think that your thinking is powerful. Perhaps you are an athlete and you go to your legs because you're a runner. Or perhaps you're thinking of the chakras and you're going to the third chakra, the solar plexus chakra, which is all about our power, our physical power as well. Just notice where you go in your body to tap into power. Perhaps you have a special place. And in that place now, just imagine that that power, if you see it as something that is located in one location, then just spread it out. Imagine it growing and becoming all of your body. I would recommend if you're not sure where to start that you start at the solar plexus, the yellow chakra behind where the stomach is. And it's considered one of the the, the power chakras because it's literally where we make power by eating food. Food becomes our energy. So it's considered a power center. It's also where the adrenals are located, which have a lot to do with our power. And just visualize there that yellow ball of light growing and taking up your whole torso. So your whole torso is glowing yellow light. All of us can be more powerful. Every single human being can be more powerful in many different ways. This is something that we might want to practice every morning when we're waking up, really tuning into and filling up ourselves with power, energizing the cells, energizing our confidence. 
And now see that yellow ball of light that's filled up the torso, now reaching up through the neck and into the head and out through the arms to all the fingers, down the legs and to the toes. And know that visualisation and colour visualisation has been scientifically proven to actually be highly effective and can change things. So know when you're doing this that you are sending power and vitalizing your body. And it is working and it's happening now. And as we're sending out this vibrant yellow light, waking up all the cells, you're sending energy. And as we know, energy is always beautiful, bright yellow light, creating a very powerful electromagnetic field now in your body. And now let's connect to the truth, to your truth. Truth is different for a lot of different people. We're not connecting to anything generalized. We're not connecting to any kind of dogmatic theories of truth. We're connecting to your truth. What is my truth? And see where you might think truth lives in your body. Where do you go to? Or do you go to the whole thing? Or do you go to your brain that's thinking about truth? Or maybe you go to your gut that feels, I can feel it in my gut that it's the truth. Just notice where you go. I invite you to take that truth. And for those of us that don't really know where it might be fitting, let's go to the fifth chakra, to the throat chakra, where there is the ball of blue light. And now... This is known too with chakra theory as the chakra of truth, of personal truth. And this is where you can express your truth. And now visualize that beautiful blue light in the throat and visualize it reaching up into the head, throughout the brain, and then down through your torso, out through your arms and fingers, down through your legs to your toes. And now you are all bathed in beautiful blue light, the blue light of truth of your truth, your truth is what you experience, your truth is what you see through your eyes and what you hear through your ears. Your truth can't be experienced by other people because it's yours. And you know when something feels like the truth for you, and you know what it feels like when you're not speaking from your own truth. 
So just take this moment to make a little promise to yourself that I will always be coming from my truth. Knowing that my truth can change, that I might learn something, I might learn it here or there, and my truth can change. So my truth can be flexible and moving. It can adapt as I learn and as I change as well. So feel that flow within yourself as well. And now visualize your body is iridescent, beautiful white light. At the solar plexus, that ball of glowing yellow light. And at the throat, that ball of blue light. Your truth and your power together. Feel both of those so strong now that you can feel that together you can come too powerful. You can become powerful. You are powerful and you're speaking your truth. And the power is coming from this truth. Your truth is powerful and it is personal and it is your experience. And feel that energy now resonating through your body as you respect and understand where you are what you are and how you are able to be in this world now, someone who is truthful, someone who is powerful, someone who is able, and that you are willing now to share this power, to share this truth from a place in your heart that is full of love full of compassion, full of loving kindness. Gently opening our eyes. Thank you, everyone, so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam. We'll see you all next week in love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.